Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no rule over them. They take up all of them with an angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. Therefore, they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense unto their drag, because by them their portion is fat and their meat plenteous. Shall they therefore empty their net and not spare continually to slay the nations? Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 14 through 17. Now here is a picture of being fishers of men that we don't preach too often. A word of judgment and wrath from God because that many men had been gathered in, yet the glory and praise for it was being given unto the instruments used to collect the increase rather than to God who brings the increase. They began to worship their own nets, the works of their own hands, because that by them they became prosperous. This is a very carnal mindset and is quite dangerous, as it both grieves the Holy Spirit and provokes God to anger. Sadly, it happens more often than we realize And when it does, it serves the devil by stirring up envy, strife, and division among the body. Crediting your own preaching, teaching, denomination, singing, program, promotions, anointing, movement, money, works, or gadgets for a soul saved is worshiping your net rather than the God who put the increase in it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says this, For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? In other words, when these things are in the midst, it's because you're not walking in the Spirit. For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, Are ye not carnal for doing this? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? This is Paul speaking. He says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, nor he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. This is a serious matter that causes the Holy Spirit to depart from many a movement of God, that God begins to use someone, but then they start to take credit for the part that they've done. And so the Holy Spirit has to remove himself from it because he won't share his glory with another. He can't give accreditation to a man who can fall and misrepresent him. We have to always remember that it is only God who brings salvation. 
Paul continues this passage by stating that yes, every man will be rewarded according to his works and obedience to the leading of God's voice to do that work. However, that man cannot take credit for what that work accomplished because only God can make the work bear fruit. You can be obedient to plant a seed, but only God can make it suddenly spring into newness of life. So you better cry out to God that he bring the increase or else your labors will be in vain. Yet when he does, don't go praising your own hand for planting a seed or your rake or your tractor or even the field. Praise God who brought that dead seed to life and made it fruitful that all of the rest of it not continue to be wasted. Remember that when the tool gets the praises for how God used and blessed it, God gets angry and throws the tool down. He will not share his glory with another sister, brother. He would rather work toolless. When someone truly cries out in faith, God will answer. He will come and do what no man can. And when the real Jesus shows up, the fish do too, and you will see the increase that you never saw before. You can use the same tools in the same way, but you'll get totally different results. So when this happens, the temptation will rise up to take glory for what God himself has done. When God steps in and brings a harvest to fruition, you had a part in it the temptation will rise up to take glory for what God himself has done when this happens stop and remember that you've planted these same seeds and worked this same ground before and it didn't get the same results so praise and glorify the Lord who sent it don't start worshiping your net as this great and special net that can do what no other net can do. Worship the God who filled the net as this great and special God who can do what no other God can do. And he'll keep doing it and keep letting you labor with him as he does. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 7, it says, And it came to pass that, as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had finished speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. 
And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in another ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. You see, my friend, he did the same thing one time without Jesus, and the second time God was in it. You see, Jesus came and he taught, he spoke. He brought forth a message, and then he endorsed it. He himself brought the increase. He called the fishes in. So much so that they had to call friends to come and do the work. No man can do this work alone, nor can any man take credit for it. Peter knew this because he had done the same thing, gone through the same motions, had the same actions, but didn't have the same results the night before. But now that Jesus was in the boat, he couldn't give glory to the boat. He couldn't give glory to the nets. He couldn't even give glory to his experience. All he could do was give glory to Jesus. Let this lesson be in your spirit continually for the rest of your ministry because pride goes before destruction. In Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 15, we read this. This is the rejoicing city that dwelleth carelessly, that saith in her heart, I am, and there is none like me. How is she become a desolation, a place of for beast to lie down in. Everyone that passeth by her shall hiss and wag his hand. When you decree and declare that no one can compare to you or what you did, God will prove you wrong very quickly, my friend. Be cautious of this because pride surely does go before a fall. And if you have been guilty of this in the past, then humble yourself right now and repent of it. Because when we start to put too much trust in ourselves, we can rest assured that God will allow us to see how little trust we should have in ourselves by letting us make a mess of ourselves. And when we interject ourselves, God will remove himself and no good will come of it. No matter how big or small, God is equally disgusted by all sin. Because all sin is rooted in pride. Every disobedience to God can be traced back to a thought planted in the mind that you know better, you can do better, or you can bring something about quicker than God. Or at best, at least be on par with him. This is the ugly, unveiled, true face of pride. And it is the root of all sin. So even to be guilty of just thinking that you did something by the work of your own hands, instead of giving glory to the king who really did it, is the same as blasphemy. Proverbs tells us this, that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way, and the forward mouth, because the forward mouth, God says, do I hate. My friends, set your heart to be humble before the Lord never trusting in your own righteousness or idea of what is right. Seek the Lord on all things and walk in his righteousness. What he says is right. When you find that pride or self-trust has risen up in you, and it will at times, then humble yourself and repent. 
For the greatest work of pride against your eternal soul is when it hardens you against repentance and the correction of the Lord. Pride will cause all men to sin, but pride will cause the proud man to hold on to his sin unto judgment, while the humbled man will be broken at his error and repent of it. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 17 tells us this, The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is then to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. And James, the brother of Jesus, of course, we know, tells us this, giving us a glimpse that the opposite, he says, Wherefore he saith that God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. So it comes to this, that when you walk in pride and in arrogance, you make yourself the enemy of God, and that's not the place you want to be in. But when you choose humility and repentance, then he pours on you his good graces and brings you back into right standing. So my friend, I tell you this, that there is a great and mighty end-time harvest coming. Don't be guilty of taking glory from the Lord for God might see fit to use you in the midst of it. Don't make the mistake of taking credit. Give all glory, honor, and praise to the King, for he's the only one who deserves it. You see, in the beginning, what I read about what Paul said was actually the beginning of denominationalism. People were following this one or that one instead of following Jesus, and God never wanted it to be that way. Now what we have today is no one alive today's fault. We are all born into different denominations and even the men that started them I don't think had full intent for the most part to create movements after themselves, but it happened. It was not God's design, so don't emulate it. Pick up the Word of God. Read it. Believe it. Call upon the name of Jesus and He will bring the increase. But when He does... Make sure that you lift him up, because when you do, he will draw more men unto him. But if you take credit, it will bring destruction, as we have seen the downfall of many a once great movement, revival, and denomination. Lord, if we've ever been guilty of this, even the thought in our mind, we repent. Purify us, cleanse us, fill us with your Spirit. And use us as your instruments in this great and mighty end-time harvest. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.